Welcome to the Lounge ST Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where three dudes from San Diego have a few drinks and discuss a variety of topics. I'm today's host, Alan, and joining me are Rob and Randy. All right, boys. Welcome back to the lounge. It's been a couple weeks. Um, let's let's get right into it. Let's go into recaps. How the oh, last you're going, two we- you're going with like the the nighttime radio sexy voice host yeah. today, huh? <laughs> Smooth jazz. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, you're listening to it- the Quiet Storm <laughs> <laughs> on ninety three point eight. Um, oh, wait, yeah, that's that's what I was going with. You oh, can't go shoot. straight to recaps. All right. Welcome back to the lounge. Yeah, welcome back to the lounge. Cheers. Loungers. Cheers. Uh, oh, here we anyone go. Wants, anyone wants to announce what they're drinking tonight? Uh, I'll go. Uh, I got my uh, Pepper Jack. I remember the name this time. Pepper Ooh, Jack. Pepper I'm Jack. back to back to the OG because uh, I've been neglecting it a little bit, so I wanted to get back in it. I am three-fourths of my way through the Guinness Drought Stout four-pack. Guinness so, Drought Stout. Drought Stout. Um Stout it, stout it. It's, it's still good, still hitting. So, um, thanks, thanks, uh, Ireland. <laughs> Thank you to the Irish. Thank you to the Irish. <laughs> You're uh, yeah. I'm rocking the uh, good old bottle <laughs> handle of Tennessee Honey Jack. I think I'm down to what twenty percent. Let me see. Let no. me see what you got. What you got? What you got? Uh, uh, yeah. I'd say less than twenty. Hmm. I'm not trying to finish this tonight. I've been like, I was gonna oh, say, I was like, we're going Alan's, for it. Alan's gonna go for it. He's gonna send it. <laughs> <laughs> just chug it, dude. All right. Just, just, just well, uh, we ready? Yeah, sure, man. Um, loungers, cheers to another two weeks. Cheers to another podcast. And cheers uh, to Mother's Day. And cheers to Mother's Day. Here to the go. moms. Cheers to the moms. To all the sexy to the mamas. mommies. Mamas, mamas, mamas. mamas. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I do it. I don't know how I do it. I don't know how you youngsters do it. Now, what is that? Yeah, what are you chasing? Ginger ale. <laughs> should be a warm ass ginger ale. <laughs> yeah, how can you tell it was warm? Because it doesn't look all condensatey and uh, condensatey. Oh wow. my god! It doesn't look oh wet. There we go. You're right, though, Randy. It's been sitting on my desk since like the time. <laughs> just like that bottle of Jack. <laughs> oh man! Goddamn, Randy, the fucking beverage detective, bro. Dude, straight up, man. <laughs> the fucking awareness bev- is off the charts. Bev dec- bevtective, bro. Dude, my spec sheet awareness ten. Um. So, any any updates in the last two weeks, guys? Any uh, round round robins? Like, what how what have we been up to, guys? Uh, shit. I'm still here in Florida, Tight. going to school. No uh, masks. No masks. No masks. It's actually a thing. Like, like they actually just came out uh, yesterday saying on base you don't have to wear masks Ooh. if you're outside. That's you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Once you go indoors within six feet, you have to have a mask. That's um, huge. Which is which is normal, but yeah, I should say normal, but that's how it is in California too. Um, but okay. now they're finally getting there. Um. 
I've been running a lot, so that's been pretty dope. Been getting my miles up. Running through my mind. Always, always. But uh, not on my mind. Oh, on your mind. <laughs> um, running in my head. Yeah, I've been trying to do three times a week at least. Um, I just hit four miles today on my run. That was for today. So I'm trying to hit the uh, 10k milestone by the time I leave. So that's six point four miles. Ooh, well, technically, no, six point five. No, mm-mm. uh, three point two. Nope. Four. Nope. What? What's a five k? What's a five k? Three point one, my guy. No, dude, it's three point two. Google it. Five k. Three point two. Yeah, bro, I'm gonna Google it right now. Welcome back to the podcast. Okay. The runner's Distance high. Where in we miles. discuss. God damn it! You're right. <laughs> okay, I just tried it once. Either way, I'm trying to bump it up to do a yeah, 10k yeah, yeah. by the time you. I leave. Not a 10k, but consistently do 10ks. See now, now that you've already said it into the into the universe, you have to do 6.4 miles now. You can't dump I'm it down, down to 6.2. Bring it on, bro! I'll do it. Oh, it's already been brought. Okay, it's already been brought in. All so, right. all right. So, but yeah, that's it. basically it. I've been doing my thing. Uh, how the gonna... how have the neighbors been? You said last in the last podcast that uh, that they've been coming home really late and like rowdy. Uh, last week it was pretty bad. Um, they were still here because I think they were here on like a two week a two week uh training or something like that. Because what I realized is that where I'm at isn't a hotel. Like it's not like your traditional hotel. It's basically a barracks for people of higher rank. So instead of putting us in like regular barracks where we're all living with each other, we all have our own rooms. But that means that they go party and all that stuff. So it's all military people that go and do their thing and come back here. So um, I don't party and shit. And they all like knew each other. So they were all hanging out and partying in their rooms and stuff. And uh, it was bothering me, but they're gone. And I think tomorrow is probably going to be a new group of people because obviously most of us start work and class on Mondays. So they fly in on Sundays. So tomorrow, uh, the most likely there's most likely going to be a new batch. Have you made any friends out there? I mean, the people in my class, I don't mingle with the people that aren't in my class. But yeah, the people that are in my class. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I was trying to find out if we get replaced is all. Basically, yeah, I already... I have a podcast on the side with them already. What's the name <laughs> of it? Ah, uh, oh, shit. I don't know. I'm not. Oh, that's cool. Sorry. I could have come, oh, come, come up with one that fast. Oh, man. Like, I was, like, hoping for, like, the club, for, like, the lounge. <laughs> oh, oh like, just, man. like, a, a spinoff. The type. basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob, how, how's your last two weeks? The last two weeks have been good. Um, one highlight is Maria is officially... Uh, year and a half old she turned a year and a half Whew. on uh, star wars day so her half birthday is may 4th so kind of a big deal um no and then i didn't realize at the same time that she would be going through like a developmental leap which means her sleeping has been kind of messed up or she just hasn't been going down for her daytime naps as well and so that was a little bit of a struggle um and then yesterday Ange and i went out for the first time in a long time uh, on a little date night <laughs> we went to a, okay went to a french restaurant uh out in carlsbad shout out to uh i don't know how to pronounce it Bayon. it's a 
Mind Mindstrone. Mindstrone soup. Uh, no, this is P A O N. Uh, it's French for. I looked it up afterward. French for peacock. Ooh. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it was really nice though. Were you peacocking that night? Like, what was your what was your fit like? What was your Ooh, here, we here we go. Bring it back. Tie, Going out on the date with the wife. Tie, tie uh, slacks. Slacked it up. Okay. I'm um, talking uh, royal. No, yeah, royal blue cashmere sw- sweater. Not a cardi because I guess it doesn't I thought you were gonna say that. sweats. I was like, what? <laughs> Over the slacks. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to get it my was chilly. Super it was sweaty. Chilly that night. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, as far as kicks go, they were just the normal Oxfords. Black Damn, Oxfords. Bro. I was feeling good. Angie asked me if I was going to wear jeans or slacks, and I was like, what are you going to wear? And I was like, you know what? Let's dress up. We haven't been out for six months. Yeah. Luckily, take like, advantage of it. <laughs> she's like, if you play your cards right, maybe nothing by the end of the night. Sheesh. Have you guys heard that thing? Like the whole, like, Rob, you work with kids. So, like, all the kids in TikTok are now, like, on this thing called, sh- like, they say sheesh. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like a dang or like, all right, kind of thing, like, in that context. I haven't heard it yet, but I'm, I'm I wouldn't say that I'm at the forefront <laughs> of whatever style. I think you're, you're closer to the forefront out of the three of us simply because you're exposed to the kids. Or Possibly, teenagers. but it's a lot of it's just them clowning me. Like I, one of the girls, yeah, you're old in a chat, like because we have like a little chat box. We've been all like virtual, but she, I had wrote in there. What did I say? And I thought I was like, I was using like current lingo. Oh fuck, it's gonna bug the shit out of me that I can't remember what it was. Cap, no cap. No, see, even that was like felt newer. Oh, I was like, I was, telling, I was like, oh, it's gonna be lit next year. And then one of the girls was in the chat. She was like, "Wow, I haven't <laughs> heard lit in a fat minute." And I was like, "That's a new thing." I didn't. They've been saying they've been referring to time as fat. Like, oh, it's been like a fat while since I had a donut. Like that That's kind weird. of stuff. A donut. Yeah. That's weird. I thought lit was still still lit. I thought still yeah. lit. I thought lit was still lit. No, apparently <laughs> not. Answer. Or all the shit. Fat minute? Like, it's not a hot minute anymore? No, We jump temperatures all the way from, like, temperatures to, uh, like, sizes now? That's mm-hmm. fucked up. That's weird. It's been That's a super-sized minute, my guy. Yeah. Or you could just say it's been a minute. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess we're getting old. I don't know. No, I mean, like, there's times where, like, when we haven't seen each other, it's been a hot minute since we haven't mm-hmm. seen each other. I would never, I don't know if I'd ever say it's been a fat minute. I mean, I might capital. say it's, it's been a fatty Ooh. minute. Yeah, it's been a fatty minute since since we last saw each other. Lies. I don't think I've ever that heard doesn't you say sound it's been as a fatty good. minute. No, no, no. I'm just saying that if oh, I was okay. going with it, that's what I would go with. But I don't, that doesn't even sound as good as it's been a hot minute. Yeah. Or I'd just be a regular person like, dude, it's been a while since I saw you last. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> the dad answer. Yeah. yeah, it's been quite some time since we've uh, last it's, conversed. It's been many moons, Sir Randy. <laughs> <laughs> um, tight. Well, uh, good recap. Was that it for the recap? Yeah, kids make fun of me. Same old, same old. Um, what's your two weeks been looking like, Alan? Um, <laughs> so this last week. My work was uh, internet compromised. I'll just Hacked. Say that. Yeah. DDoS. I can't, 
I can't say I can't say the H word, but it's been compromised. Why can't um, you say it? Is there like some that's like an HR memo that went out? You can't like admit yeah. defeat. There was like a, a memo saying like we can't Amazing. we can't just we can't discuss like what happened. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I didn't really know what happened. I've just heard rumblings in the system and stuff. Um, and I'm just like, this sucks. But the thing is, like, work is work. It's just a matter of changing, like operations i guess yeah from, you're adapting yeah so like it's just a matter of adapting uh a lot of it patients have to understand that we're moving a little bit slower than usual but like they have to understand that's what's happening like i have patients calling in like hey i'm looking for my mri results or i'm looking for my lab results but then one day one day <laughs> sorry sid sid and i have a thing where we stick our tongue at each other um like behind other people's backs. And then I, I looked to my left because she just came out of the restroom and she went like, <laughs> <laughs> just got you. Just got like, ah. Oh. Um, so their patients are calling in and asking for like lab results, MRI results. And I'm just like, just tell them the results over the phone. You could do that. Right. <laughs> just, yeah. just like, yeah, why you're positive for her. Why can't, you, why can't you tell me my results? And I'm like, uh, I can't, you know, I, I can't access the, the network and it's just, it's really tough, really rough. Um, it's been really rough on a lot of us, but even more so for the patients and I feel bad for them, but right, it is what it is and we're just scanning through it. They're expecting this to last another week or two. Jesus. Yeah. So today, uh, today it's been one week. <sighs> so what have so, you been doing? Dude, nothing. We've been playing cards at work. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Solitaire. solitaire oh you can't even do solitaire on the computers yeah is it, is yeah. it just gone back to like old school just charting yeah, like clipboards and charting. we have like we wow. have yeah we have like clipboards folders i'm pretty sure my doctor rolled out her rolodex dang you haven't used that for a fat minute yeah reaching that audience but yeah um i recently got back on tiktok because at work there's nothing else to do after 5 p.m so <laughs> I got back on TikTok and I was just doing some stupid TikTok dances and stuff, but um, just to keep me busy. That work. booty clench one was really good. Was I it? was laughing. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Did, was you do that, did you do that shit in one take or was it like, oh, oh that didn't line take. up? Oh, one take. wow. Guy. I'm impressed. It was good. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not that hard, you know. I mean, my booty was hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a rock. Yeah, tight. Alrighty, guys. So let's get into it. This... Tomorrow uh, is Mother's Day. Woo! So shout out to all the mothers. Um, uh, all of our wives are mothers, so shout out to our wives. Shout out yeah. to all our mamas. The mommies. Our mamas, mamas. Um, and shout out to all the mothers out there listening to the podcast. Not the Hi, mothers mom. that aren't. All the other mothers that aren't <laughs> listening to the podcast. Um, so if you're a mom and you know other moms that aren't listening to the podcast... <laughs> Show them this little segment and tell them we're shouting them out. Yeah. All the moms. <laughs> all the moms. All the moms. Yeah. So shout them out. Um, so we just kind of want to talk about uh, parenting and talk about us um, us as children, how we grew up, um, and how we plan on implementing that into our kids' lives and just, you know, shooting the shit in the lounge. Mm. So I, uh, my first topic was... Uh, parenting 
that worked on us but won't use on our children. I think the reason that I brought that up was because like I'll just get down to the nitty gritty. How do you guys feel about um, spanking? Oh, of course, that was going to be the hot topic. I think that's mm. like the number one thing that is different between our generation growing up and the future generations. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, I think it's safe to say that the three of us were spanked as kids. Um, even as adults. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm still Something getting spanked to this day. You know what I'm saying? Still going on, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that it was very common. Um, and I've talked to Jen about this because, yeah, as parents, you kind of have to have that conversation. It's like, okay, do you want to do that? You know, because it was so common when we were younger that it was a thing. So it's like, okay, do we want to continue that trend um, or not? So we discussed it and uh, ultimately we decided that it wasn't where we wanted to go. Um, And I want to definitely preface this by saying if you decide to do this with your kids, that's on you. Uh, I'm not judging and I don't think any of us are judging if you decide to spank or anything like that. Um, that's your family. That's what you want to do and go for it. But, uh, we decided not to, um, and we basically took a step back and we're like, okay, it might have worked for us. Like, I don't think that I turned out very bad. Um, and I used to get the shit beat out of me, but, (laughs) but looking back, I feel like I deserved it. Um, so I don't know. I like, we decided not to do it. Uh, we think that there are other effective ways of disciplining and stuff like that. Um, I will say that it's difficult knowing that it worked, like spanking worked for me. Like as in like when I was a kid, I did something dumb. I got spanked. I'm not going to do it again. So it's like it's difficult to kind of come up with another strategy when it's like, I know this works. You know what I mean? Like, so why don't I use it? But like, actually, I saw an article yesterday, the complex posted um, talking about the side effects of spanking your kids and how uh, I was like, oh, wow, what a coincidence. Um, And how (laughs) the negative results on when they become older and stuff like that. But like, I looked at it, I was like, what they're talking about in the article is like, you're beating the shit out of your kids. Like, it's like full blown, like you're abusing your kids. Um, and that's where it becomes a slippery slope though, because it's like, okay, one in one side, you're disciplining another side, you're abusing and it's a, it's a thin line. It gets kind of sketchy and we decided to not even get close to the line to begin with. Um, but yeah, that's where I, that's where we stood as a family. But what about you, Rob? Where are you guys at? Yeah, I think we're in the same boat. Um, or at least Ange and I are in agreement as far as how we're going to discipline Maria. Um, I grow, yeah, you're right. As a kid growing up, I was disciplined using spanking. And um, I thought, I mean, it was effective at the time. But I think, you know, as things have evolved in society, that like discipline is one of those things that has to evolve also. And I mean, studies have shown that that's not the best way to, to rear your children. So we're in agreement uh we're gonna try everything else that we can and i mean it's worked out so far the year and a half that we've been moving i don't think i was I, I, at least i don't remember being spanked that like like as an infant it wasn't until i got older and i was like in grade school um but yeah 
I think. And I, the other thing too is like I wanted to mention because it was a question of it was discipline versus abuse. It was definitely discipline. Like anytime that I got spanked or whooped or whatever, however you want to call it, like I definitely deserved it. I was threading the needle as far as like doing like <laughs> bad shit. Um, and the only reason it stopped was because afterward I would just have like huge boners. And so they would just, no, I'm just kidding. I was like, what the hell? That, that got real weird. <laughs> I was just doing to make sure everybody was paying attention. You just, you just start starting to turn it into a, like after they spank you, just say please more. Just, your dad was all about to spank you, and he's like, "Whoa!" No, it was like it definitely got to a point where I was like, "Ooh, that was, I'm old enough, and that's weird." And my I think my parents were like, "Yeah, it's weird." Um, so the, and then they were like, "Oh, you're grounded," and that was just a way worse sentence or whatever. And I was like, well, I can't not see my friends or like, please do not take away aim from me. Oh, not the aim. Yeah. No, so there, I think aim. there's more. I, and I think like that was like the turning point was, you know, kids nowadays, that's how you hurt them more is the discipline is, is like taking away that screen time or something like that. Right. But I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that. So um, we'll pop and lock it to Alan, though. What was the what's your stance now and how are you raised as growing up? Um, yeah, I mean, we were. I was uh, spanked as a child, but I don't know if I would use spanking on any of my children um, just because I'm just like, I don't know, like I'm already like an imposing enough figure. My voices are already imposing enough. So like when I say clean your room, I mean clean your room. But what happens if they challenge and they say, or what? I'm like, you're right. <laughs> all right, never mind. I'll back yeah, off. All right, you're right. What what can I do? Um, I don't know. Like if if they challenge that and go back with a like a or what, or what are you gonna do? Um, maybe with like Sid, it would have to come down from Nancy. Um, uh, like in the future, if we were to have children, then I would. Um, I would probably have to just say like, you know what, like we're not having this conversation. It's not, it's not a matter of me asking you to do it. It's me telling you to do it, but I don't know what, let me throw that back at you, Randy. What would you do if Mia, let's say she's in her teens and you say, Mia, pick up after yourself. You, you know, you have stuff all over your floor. You're this place looked like a big sty. I would be walking that line between discipline and abuse no <laughs> no, uh, no i i think that that's a good point and that's what the big struggle is with disciplining is what do you do um and it's you have to each kid is going to be different so you have to figure out what the kid cares about and essentially just take it away so like one thing that we do is we know that mia really enjoys her bedtime stories um and her like we sing her songs before she goes to bed too that's kind of like the whole package so we say all right you're not getting songs and stories and she'll freak out like that like her world Mm. will just end if you take that away we've been doing it since she was like a little kid so it's like i mean she's still little but like when she was like a baby we were doing that so if you take that away that's a part of her daily routine that she really cares about and we just take it away so i think like going back to like teenager like one thing that my mom did when I was, you know, a teenager, she's like, well, I'm just going to take away the, the, uh, 
the computer, right? She'll take away like the power cord um, mm. or she took away like the power cord to my PlayStation. You know what I mean? It's like, well, then I can't play PlayStation until, you know, I'm good. You know, I kind of outsmarted her because the power cord for computers are pretty, they're, they're universal. So luckily I had others. <laughs> I got them from somewhere else and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do whatever. And then I got to the point too, like the Xbox, like the power cord that, mm-hmm. that went to the Xbox. It was the same cable. So I was like, oh, I'll just get it from the computer or whatever, or vice versa. But that was, you know, down the line. But either way, that strategy of taking things away that they really you, care about, yeah, yeah, you know, I think is effective to discipline in that way rather yeah. than, I guess you say, in summary, violence. Um, but yeah, that's what okay. I would do. All right. And Rob, how would you how would you react if uh, Maria ended up saying something like, uh, what are you going to do about it? See, them's is fighting words. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, mean, I think. Walking that I think, line. Yeah. Is, I mean, I definitely feel like every teenager goes through. I like, you know, we're going to touch on childhood and stuff, but. I think there there's that there is that point when you're a teenager where you you push back on your parents and I, I don't know if it's like a boundary testing thing or you're in that weird phase where you're not really a, a little kid anymore but you're not quite an adult. Um and so I definitely feel it's coming and I think when it does happen and she does press me with that kind of stuff I think I'll try and talk to her as a as a person as an equal and maybe that'll speak to her person um she's like whoa he's talking to me like a person versus like a little kid he's not talking down to me kind of thing maybe she'll appreciate that um or she'll just be like a little shit and i'll just you know like you guys had said you know just take something away that's important to her that she values so she knows that she's in the wrong and that she has to earn that stuff to get it back um but i think yeah first and foremost is just explanation and, and talking to them first communicating and then taking it from there and engaging to see like you know maybe breaking it down, but like, why are you pushing? If she asked me that question, like, what are you gonna do about it? I'm like, why are you like this? Why do you choose to be? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Where is this coming from? Like, is it school? Is it, are you having like boyfriend problems? Cause you're not supposed to have a boyfriend right now or that kind of stuff. Or ever. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, that'd be my next question then. How younger, how young were you guys when you guys first had your first uh, significant other? I was I'm young. Not, I'm not talking about crushes. I'm talking straight up like girlfriend making out or back in the day when we called it scamming. Oh, like legit? Like like you stole each other's identities or <laughs> wow. Scamming. Oh my god. I was like, "What? Or oh gosh. Or necking, necking, if you will." Uh, I know it was in junior high, like back in the bell days. Uh mm. I, I would say eighth grade okay, is when I started like experimenting, I guess you could say. I, I don't know what other term to use for that, but. So what uh, was his name? Uh, John. And he was a very <laughs> nice guy. How come you're <laughs> able to roll with that one? But you couldn't roll with the Coast Guard podcast. But if you notice, I went with a basic ass name. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, yeah I, I think, yeah, eighth grade, and that's what terrifies me. It's like, oh, God, I know, like, those junior high, middle school years, that's when it goes down. And, you know, like, I, mm. I know that event, it's inevitable. I know it's a part of life. But, I like, I think about it fairly often. It's like, 
those are things that, yeah, it's a part of life. As much as I don't want it to happen, she has to experience those things. You know what I mean? Like, and who am I to stop her from experiencing those things? Yeah, I might be her father, but like if I were to regulate that and, and essentially dictate it, like it would just ruin our relationship. You know, Mm. you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a balance of, all right, you know, you're going to do these things. I understand that you're going to do these things. I don't want you to do these things. I'm not going to say that, but it's like, I, I, I don't want you to do those things, but I know that in life you will, you know what I mean? And it's just like, ah, I'm not ready for that. Especially it's coming up quick. It's sooner rather than later. And it's like, ugh, I'm not ready. Rob? Um, I, I can't remember when uh, my first official one was, but I remember the thing that I do remember is my parents were open or at least I was, I was closer to my mom. And so she was always open to having those conversations about boyfriends or girlfriends, or whatever with my sisters and I, and it wasn't a, a thing like I ever had to hide. I know a lot of like my friends at school and stuff, they were like, Oh, you know, I have a girlfriend and stuff, but don't mention it. Like, don't say anything in front of my parents. And I was like, that's a weird, um, and it's one of those things where I think because it wasn't like a forbidden thing or it wasn't like a secretive thing, it just, again, it opened up those lines of communication with my with my parents and I just felt more comfortable. And so I always like shared with them about all of these things. And I think it helped them. And I can see it like down the road, if you're asking me like what I'm planning on doing, it's that same thing because I want to know who's really influencing my daughter or my kids. Um, and by closing that off and saying like, you're, you're forbidden from having a boyfriend and girlfriend, like. I don't want her to secretly have one and for her to have this like double life. And then like, I find out, you know, like when it's way too late, you know, she ends up getting pregnant or, you know, starts experimenting with drugs or something like that. I really want her to, to come and talk to me about those things if she has questions and stuff. Um, So yeah, that's how I'm going to approach it. And that's how I, it was how I did it when I was being raised. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's not so much about, who you're going to date. It's a matter, it's just a matter of who you're picking as your, um, as your circle of, you know, your social circle. Like it could be, it doesn't have to necessarily be a romantic partner, but if, if you're just making the wrong decisions, um, and choosing the wrong friends that are into drugs or, or, you know, let's say they're into drinking underage or something that you're just not supposed to be doing, like I'd feel like I'd be very vocal about it. And again, when at when they're at that age, it's not so much like I'm going to talk down upon you. Uh, I'd rather want to talk to you and feel why you need to, why you have the feel to, or why you feel you, you need to hang out with these type of people. Like, is it because they're the cool kids in school or you don't feel cool enough? Or is it, um, are you being bullied? Are you being bullied into going to these things or doing these things? Um, so I feel like having had um, my first like girlfriend in like sixth or seventh grade, I feel like that stuff is inevitable. Like romance or what you know what feels like romance is inevitable, um, and experimenting is inevitable. But like making sure that you make the right decisions with the right people, uh, having the right social circles is paramount, um, and just making sure. You know, like I, I guess like Randy and I, I think Randy and I touched base on this, but we're like just leaving a, the right legacy behind, you know, making sure that, making sure that 
we're not sullying our family name kind of thing. Not that like word gets around town that the men limoses are our trash. honor. Yeah. <laughs> you bring dishonor to our family. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like I was always big on, you know, how's my grandma going to think about this? Or how's my grandpa going to think about this? Like I was, I was always about that life. So, um, I, I just want to make it a, a big deal to say like, Hey, you know, like when you're doing these things, you're not just hurting yourself or your, you know, your figure, you're hurting everyone that cares about you, you know? But like, obviously that's, that's on a extreme stance, right? Saying that you're hurting the family and the honor and stuff like that. But like, do you really think that just experimenting and having fun and, and dating and all that stuff, is that really like tarnishing no, the family no, no, name? No, no, no. Like, that's I what, was like, talking, I was talking more like, like experimenting with drugs kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like that's gateway thing. actions though. Like if you condone those beginning, like those foundational steps of like them going down that path, it's just going to lead to something worse possibly. But like, yeah, why, that's the thing. Why that's what I want to get at. That's what mm. I want to get at is like, you know, we know plenty of people and I don't know about you guys, but that, that experimented and, and, you know, dabbled in those things and dated and all those stuff like, but people ended up fine. You know what I mean? Like people look back and like, oh yeah, you know, in high school and junior high, we did those things and it was crazy, but they ended up fine, you know? So it's like, yes, you are gambling, but I feel like a lot of these struggles that parents have, it's more of a parental thing. Like the parents have issues with it and they they think that it's like the end of the world when it's like, no, it's a part of life. Like, don't worry about it. You know? So one example is like, okay, Right now, smoking weed is illegal, right? Obviously, drinking underage is illegal. But is it the end of the world if uh, if they go to a party and they have drinks and stuff like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it worth, like, completely tarnishing your relationship over them, you know, trying to experiment and socially, you know, going about that? You know, I, I just feel like parents tend to put that on the kids and it just has a negative uh, outlook and a negative uh, consequence on the relationship between the parents and the kids. And I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, there are those families who maybe have been were more cavalier about that kind of stuff, and they're like, ah, it's fine. Like kids are going to be kids, but then they ended up yeah. doing it that one time, and then that was like that car accident, that was that DUI, where you know their son accidentally Shit. like <laughs> killed a, a you know minivan full of kids or something like you know what i mean and it's like because yeah, yeah because you were chill about it you know or I, it was the, it's the other side of it where like that you know they you know you let them have those cool friends and then they ended up going to a party and then there's like a shootout or something like i mean it's any any one of these things can happen so like again it goes back to rolling the dice like you by sh- like cutting that stuff off or saying like hey if you end up doing that stuff like please let me know um so we can talk about it but if they have that secret life where they're like, oh, I'm going to go study at Becky's, but then they're really going to a, a rager, then, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's just, I don't know. For me, statistically, I'm like, I, I mean, and, you know, working in prevention education and stuff, it's like, I've heard far too many stories of those instances where like, you know, it's one out of the thousand, but that one story, dude, it could be your kid. Like, I don't, yeah, I wouldn't want to roll the dice on it. And but so, like, yeah, what? if it's a question of that, I will for sure tarnish, like put our relationship 
Um, if it's to save her life or, I mean, like, dude, I'd rather, I'd rather have that conversation versus a conversation with her hooked up to a bunch of machines at the hospital, dude, like a hundred percent. I would, but just... for, for uh, obviously I'm playing kind of devil's advocate in this situation. Sure. So, so let's say you have the conversations because at some point, uh, uh, obviously we're kind of fast forwarding to high school, a little bit older. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Like you have the conversations, you say, all right, you know, I get it. You know, you're going to go to parties or you want to go to parties and I'm not going to stop you from that because you're 16 years old in two years, you're going to be 18 and old enough to do whatever you want, essentially. Right. So uh, we're going to have this conversation now and say, hey, this is the effects. This is this is what could happen. I don't want you to do these things, right? Drinking and driving or whatever. Right. So just be careful. And here are some strategies and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I think what I'm trying to get at is really it's not up to you. It's up to her or the the kid. Right. Um, To make those decisions to say, all right, you know, I could go to a party. And, you know, because my dad had this conversation with me, I'm not going to drink and I'm going to be responsible and I'm not going to do anything. Right. Or instead, you could be that asshole parent that's like, no, you're not going to the party at all. And I don't care if you're going to hate me because all of your friends are there and I don't want you exposed to that. You know what I mean? Like, it's a fine line. But eventually, I think it just stems to you have to uh, have faith in your kid. You know what I mean? Like, all right, I hope that they make the right decision. But that's going to be the rest of their life anyways, even when they're 30 years old. You know, like at that point, it's like, oh, man, I've like at this point now, I've we've almost been out of our parents, at least me. I've been out of my family's home just about as long as I was in my family's home. You know what I mean? So it's like I've been making my own decisions for that long. And it's like my mom, I don't know how she feels about it, but it's like, what does she think? Hopefully every day she's like, hopefully he's making the right choices. You know what I mean? But it's like, you're out in the world. What are you going to do? I feel like the whole like tarnishing the family name thing is like a, just a scare tactic and a realistic tactic that families use to say like, hey, you're not just affecting yourself. You're affecting like me. Because like think yeah. about how I feel when you go out and do these things. You know, like you go out and like drink underage or you go out and do things that you're not supposed to be doing or doing illegal things or you're street racing or something, you know, like it's not just about you. You're affecting, you're affecting me, you know? I think that's what it is though. I think it's, it's, it's essentially teaching a lesson on your actions affect other people, but to make it relatable, it's you're affecting me. You know what I mean? You're affecting your family in, in the close circle rather than affecting the world. And then when you get out into the world, you're affecting the world, not just your family. You know right. what I mean? So that you're, I mean, essentially I'm putting the responsibility back on them. Like, yeah, you can go to this party, but uh, just remember that your actions uh, affect more than just yourself. And I'm putting the yeah. responsibility back on them to make the right decisions at this party or make the right decisions with their friends and their circle of friends um, in hopes that they make the right decisions and we don't have to have an even more serious conversation. Because that'd be hella awkward. Yeah. Speaking of awkward talk, let's talk about the birds and the bees. 
Uh, if you don't know what the birds and bees are, we're talking about sex, baby. Do, do um, you guys know the origin of the birds and the bees? Uh, well, after years and years of evolution, <laughs> reptiles became uh, flying mammals. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I was just wondering what if the, you guys knew. I yeah. Just let was... go. Like, where the hell was that going to go? <laughs> flying um, mammals, bro. Is there a flying mammal? Um. Oops. <laughs> Oopsie. Oopsie. <laughs> are um are sugar gliders are sugar gliders uh, flying mammals? The um, fuck is a sugar glider? Y- y'all ever heard of flying squirrels? Mm, okay, okay. I'm just I kidding. See. I have no idea. Anyway, all right. More like I don't. Yeah, so you're asking about the actual like the the phrase like birds and the bees like how that came. Yeah, about. yeah. Like, why is it birds and bees? Like, what the hell is like? I don't. It just doesn't make is sense. It, like, are birds because they're just normally like when you think of a bird, you think of like a nice dove, and they're just like nice and peaceful. That would be like the female genitalia. Whereas it looks like Rob's male, looking it up right now. Whereas the male genitalia is like the stinger on a bee. It's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. Oh, Rob's looking it up. What you got? Did you get it? Yeah, I just Googled why is it called birds and bees? And the first thing that came up from livescience.com, the phrase, the birds and the bees, is a metaphor for explaining the mechanics of reproduction to younger children, relying on imagery of bees pollinating and eggs hatching to substitute for a more technical explanation of sexual intercourse. Gotcha. Now it makes sense. Okay. The Disney-fied version of saying... Fucking. All right. No, that makes sense. Okay, I didn't. I didn't piece it together until that explanation. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Did your right. okay? So, all right. Moving on to this topic. Did your parents have that birds and bees talk with you, Rob? I'll go with you, Rob, first. Um. No, not officially. And I also feel like, like background on my childhood is I I found out what it was like way too young, like <laughs> kindergarten or even before that. <laughs> what i kind of want to dig on how but how? i don't know if we want to go down that route <laughs> um no 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 it was the uh it's like he walked in on his mom and dad just like, it's gracious <laughs> oh, now. um that's what that is no we lived in an apartment complex and so it was like a mixture like at the at the and there was like all of the apartments like faced inward like like it was like the they faced like the the swimming pool or the playground and so we all would go and play at this playground and it was kids of all ages in the apartment complex. And so they were like yeah. teenagers or at least in my head, they were teenagers. I don't know if they were just maybe a few years older than me, but I was like kindergarten age. And one of the girls brought out like a encyclopedia or something like that. And we were talking about like sex. And I was like, what? And it was just mind blowing to me. Like when she was like yours and I like, I can still hear it in my head too. There, She was like, your thing goes inside her thing. And I was like, ah, <laughs> and i was like that's interesting but yeah i found out way too young and um my parents i don't remember my parents having the the talk with me i think it might have come up where like my dad just kind of did the cool like dad check like we were like driving just he and i in the car and he was like hey you know what sex is right and i was like yeah he's like all right let's go to carl jr (laughs) let's get some uh chicken stars (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Uh, i don't remember having it what about you guys uh no i yeah i can't recall uh that conversation ever going down uh 
yeah, I don't really have much of a story. It's just I never really had that conversation. I never really I don't mean to to make Rob sad by any means or anything like that, but uh yeah, cover your ears, Rob. Like we never really had the conversation. It's just at some point my mom was all like, Are you guys having sex? And it was just like I didn't want to lie, so I was just like, Yeah. And then it was like a well, you better be using protection. Okay. And that was it. It was just like, okay. And I was like, uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was just like I we never had like a legit like conversation about it. It was more just like the <laughs> it was more just like the uh you shouldn't be doing that, but if you are, be smart about it. I was like, okay. But that was like when I was like 17, you know what I mean? Like essentially like I would think that was way too late. Mm, okay, it was yeah. basically after the fact. But yeah, yeah. like I said, by like eighth grade, I was already starting to experiment and stuff like that. Like, so that conversation was way too late. I wouldn't go all that far. It wasn't. It wasn't ridiculous. It was just having girlfriends and stuff. But mm. yeah, okay. multiple girlfriends. Girlfriends with a S at the end. Jeez, yeah. Playboy. Um, no, not at one time. <laughs> Twice. I was, I was respectful. Everybody waited their turn. Yeah, <laughs> there was a to line get, to get a to get a taste of the most manly. They they had to wait for their ticket to be called. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Now okay. serving me thirteen. I got the DMV. Randy. <laughs> um. No, I don't think I've ever had the birds and the bees talk. Um. My mom and dad again. I I, I was like a was it a junior or a senior in high school. And I was caught ditching class and like, they were like, are you guys having sex? And I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, I think it'd be weird if I were like ditching school and we're just like, Hey, you want to play board games all day? <laughs> I just got, I just got street fighter monopoly. <laughs> uh, you know, there's only two of us, but you want to play go fish. Um, uh, yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, we were just, you know, we just, we didn't have that talk. And I feel like with our families, like we were just never that super close enough to have that. Let me sit down and tell you about the birds and the bees. Let me tell you about the sex. Let me tell you about where it goes. Like, no, it's just, <clears throat> I think I've had that talk with um, my cousins when they're growing up, but not so much like how it happens, but just, all just, the details on oh, just, you do this yeah, and then you right. do this. So then you <laughs> grab the you grab the angles. You gotta take her out to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At you least got a wine on, and diner. Yeah, at least on the third date. If nothing's happening on the third date, no, I'm just kidding. If she's doing um, it on the first date, run. No. So um yeah, I've had that conversation with my cousins where I'm just like just a overall all encompassing just be safe. And that's, you know, that's all, that's all I'm asking that I'm sure, especially with um, schooling nowadays, uh, talking about um, sex talk in school. And I'm sure like with kids, they have access to that on, um, was it the Twitters or the TikToks? <laughs> the Twitters um, were old as fuck. <laughs> the Twitters, <laughs> the, the new MySpaces. Um, Facegram or whatever. Facegrams. Yeah. <laughs> the snapbooks. Um, like, I'm sure they, they're exposed to it. They're not stupid. 
Um, so the hope is again, just like making sure that they're making the right decisions about it. And I've had that conversation with my cousins. Um, and I, I just think like, that's enough to be like, Hey, like if they ever look back on it when they're older and like, Hey, you know what? They did have that talk to me or talk with me. Do you, do you guys think that there's a, uh, too young of an age to get into that kind of stuff? Mm. Damn. I don't know, man. I, I feel like, I feel like if you're not <laughs> definitely, I don't, I don't know. Like I want to say when you hit the teens is probably when it's a little bit more like appropriate, uh, appropriate, but even like 13, 14 sounds a little too young. But I mean, like when is too, when is it too young? Well, the reason why I ask is Ooh, because we we've already started kind of not in detail, and when I say me, I'm talking about Jen and I. We've already started kind of introducing the fact that mommies and daddies make babies. You know what I mean? Like we've never talked about because we're trying to teach her the mindset of there are no special names for private parts and stuff like that. No, it's called a penis and a vagina. You know what I mean? Like we are we're we're not trying to hide things from her like that because she asks. You know, she's like, oh. Uh, where do where do babies come from? You know, like the basic kid question, you know, um, and we say, OK, well, mommy and daddy made or a mommy and a daddy makes a baby. And then, of course, as a normal four year old, she asks how I'm not going into detail, obviously, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, at what point th- this is why I ask, like, at what point do you think it's, you know, reasonable to start telling a kid about those things? And I think. It's, I don't know if it's ever really too early to at least like introduce the concept to the kid, you know, not trying to sugarcoat him like, well, a stork comes down and brings the baby in a basket. And, yeah, that's just and there's stupid. A, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I think especially with the mindset of there's, it sounds horrible. Well, it is horrible, but there's like predators out there and shit like that. Like, I don't, I want her to be prepared just in case something happens where she doesn't think that it's some fairy tale you know what i mean like no i'm going to tell you straight up like this is how babies are made essentially and you're aware you know so that's why i I wanted to ask what you guys thought or uh what your strategies would be especially you rob it's coming bro it's coming um hopefully not for a few years i I, so that was the other thing i was gonna hope we were gonna get into is at what age did you guys so we didn't have the sex talk officially with our parents but do you did you guys have it available at school yeah where you had like the permission slip to go and do it and i think for me it was like seventh grade so in my mind i was thinking like oh around that same time is probably when i'll sit down with with uh with maria or my kids when they're around that same age so you know middle school definitely before she gets to high school because you know by then i think like if she hasn't heard it yet, she'll hear it from her peers by then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely not like elementary school. I think that's way too young. So I think middle school and then like seventh grader, like around that time would be optimal. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think so? You said seventh grade. Hmm. She, well, she puts it right at like 12, 13. Yeah. Technically. I feel like that's that's a good age to start that talk because you're just you want to make sure that they're going in to high school knowing full and well what might happen. Like, I think I I told, I told my cousin 
and uh, my sister-in-law, uh, who are both 18, uh, the, heading into senior, you know, senior year. And I told him, like, you know, if you guys ever need someone to drive you home, if you're drunk and you need someone to drive you home, you can call me. I'll never ask you questions. Like, we can talk about the next day if you want, but I won't ever ask you a question. I will always pick you up and want to make sure you're home safe. Um, and, like, I've always, like, left him with the thought of just being, like, just be safe. Like, I don't care. Like, well, I guess I can't say I don't care, but, like, I just want to make sure that you're home safe, you know, like, making the right decisions. Like, I, I, I told him, like, you know, I was young once. It happens. Like, like you just got to make sure you're making the right decisions. And, uh, I mean, I can't stress that enough. Like, I just don't want to make it super awkward where I'm like, you know, you want to make sure they're using a uh, lubricated condom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you can, try and get one with spermicide. Yeah, spermicide lube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, from my personal experience, Trojan fire and ice is always the best. Make sure there's a proper fit. You should probably do a test fit on a different one first. <laughs> Yeah, but so. I think that's that's the thing though is so in your instance it's your cousin and your sister in law so it's not your own kid, right? right? So it's a little bit easier I think to to talk to them and kind of kind of like go down to their level and be like yeah I was in your shoes you know what I mean I I understand but why can't why can't you do that with your own kids you know what I mean yeah. I think that's kind of what I was getting at with like the drugs and stuff like that it's like we were in those shoes we know what it's like. For the most part, I, I get generations are different and stuff like that. But for the most part, we had those temptations. We had those struggles. We had all those things as well. So why necessarily, why would you play the game differently to the kids or expect them to play the game differently than you did? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, it's their choice. But I think, that, and, and it goes back to the strategy on of... Uh, how we would talk to the kids about it. I think that at least with me and I'm not in there in that position yet, but looking forward, I think that that's the strategy that I would use. It's like, I was in your shoes. I get it. You know, like it's not going to be easy, but right. I have faith that you would make the right decision, but ultimately it's up to you. You know, if you end up in this position and you uh, make these choices, these are going to be the consequences rather than me dictating saying no you're not going out to that party because there's a chance that you can make a, a bad decision you know what i mean gotcha all right well that was a good good little insight but um on to the next topic what are some things that we did or we did not get to do as children whether it be traveling or trying different foods or being experimental with um uh, yeah, like foods or trying on different clothes. That So things that we weren't able to do as children. Sorry, I'm like trying to like formulate the question. <laughs> what are some things that we did not get to do as children but can't wait to experience it with our children? Okay, so like things that we didn't have, we want them to have kind of thing? Right. Or like, like uh, let's say you weren't able to go to disney world as a kid or or ride a you weren't able to ride uh 
in a roller coaster as a child or something like that, or you weren't li- you weren't able to listen to hip hop because of all the bad words or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I still listen to it, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, Rob, let's go with you. Um, I, I definitely want to say the travel thing will be huge, and that's something that Ange and I were doing before the baby and. Um, something that I like doing is traveling. I didn't get to do it very much as a kid. It was always like domestic kind of stuff. And it was only for like family get togethers, like someone getting, you know, married or somebody dying or something like that. Right. Um, so I'm looking forward to, um, traveling with her when, when she gets, we actually had this conversation yesterday about where we want to go once, once we feel like she's old enough and can travel. Okay. Internationally. We are talking about like England or Tokyo or something like that. But that's what I'm excited to do. I never got to do that stuff as a kid. And so I think I think um, it de- I don't say that it hindered my upbringing or anything. It was just something that I, I definitely wanted to do when I was an adult, when I have kids. Um, the other thing is have real Christmas trees. <laughs> when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid growing up, that's dude, random. <laughs> it is. But that like that's the first thing that came to mind. And that's just one of those insidious things that, like, you know, you think doesn't matter as a parent when you're growing up. But as a kid, you're, like, it's one of those things you remember, dude. Wait, and, um, you guys never had real Christmas trees? We never had a real tree. It was always a built-up one, like that. But now it makes sense. Up. Now it makes sense. The reason why I say that, your sister, dude, she, like all she wants is a real Christmas tree every year. Yeah, and it's it's a hassle. I mean, having a real Christmas <laughs> yeah. tree every year, it's a hassle. One, they're expensive. Two, just the logistics of keeping and maintaining and disposing Watering, and all yeah, that. Like, sure, sure. it's a pain. And of course, I'm the one doing it all. So it's like, oh, it's probably different it for sense. you then. Well, yeah. And then for me, I'm like, no, I want a fake tree because it's easier, it's cheaper, and it's ready to go. I don't have to go out and haul one and all that stuff. But now it makes sense. So the moment you said that, I was like, oh, fuck. That is why she wants one because you guys never had one. And you guys are the same. Mm-hmm. The have gotcha, not, bro. bro. But I'm definitely like, now I'm t- towing that line where like, it, it it's nice to have that like fresh tree scent and all that good stuff but at the same time yeah it is a hassle every year when you're like taking down the decorations you're like i gotta get rid of this this tree yeah so um uh, those are the first two things that come to mind for sure but uh yeah alan what about you what's your uh um i feel like i wasn't able to go to um well one i wasn't able to listen to hip-hop um so that was that was always a big one but i always listened to it on the my own but so i listened to whatever in the car um and usually sydney's cool with it bruno mars um we listen to bruno mars beyonce stuff like that um but uh when sydney's a little bit older then i'd like to take her to like uh sporting events i never really got to sport to go to sporting events i went to like I remember I went to a preseason, was it Chargers game? Like as a field trip one time. And I'm like, that's cool. But I barely remember that. And like, I'd like to get to do that with like my parent, you know, my mom or dad or something like that. Um, And kind of just do that whole mess and kind of just be able to wild out, you know, like that's, that's part of the fun of like going to sporting events is that you wild out. Um, so that um, some things that Sydney hasn't been able to do before that we kind of crossed off the list now is travel, you know, traveling to Hawaii was a big one. And, 
it was a lot of fun. So just those are some things that I, I never, I didn't get to experience sporting events as a child or music too much as a child. Um, but I think I'd like to share that with her. All right. Uh, yeah. So I, I grew up essentially as a military kid. Uh, my mom joined the military when I was seven. No, I was six. So I never, I was never like stable, you know, like I'm born and raised in San Diego up until I was six. But then after that, like we were kind of moving around, we were in California the whole time, but you know, we were living in LA and then we lived in the Bay in the Bay. And then we moved back down to San Diego when I was 12. And then even when I lived in San Diego, we kind of moved to Temecula and stuff like that. Um, so I, I never really w- was stable. Um, and I would like to have some stability for Mia. Um, realistically, the earliest I can get that for her is when she's 10. But that's kind of when it matters the most. You know what I mean? When you start getting into that junior high, high school uh-huh. age, um, that kind of stability really matters. Um, so I'd like for that to happen for her. But I just don't know if it's going to be possible. Um, I with my career and stuff like that, I just as much as I want her to have that that mindset of stability, uh, it just I don't I don't know if it's actually going to be possible by the time she hits ten. Um, where are like this is going to be our first time? Like she moved, or we moved to where we're at when she was six months. Now she's four, and we're getting ready to move. So this is going to be her first time, like comprehensively understanding what it's like to move, you know what I mean? And leave everyone, you know, behind, um, and essentially never seeing them again. So it's like, I don't like that for her, but that's kind of the gig. We don't have a choice. So I kind of wish that we had, or we have a little bit more stability, um, in our lives. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be able to really give that to her until she's a little bit later, um, just based on the career. So that's the big thing. Besides that, I, I I don't feel like I missed out on. Well, actually, no. The things that I missed out in life was because of that. Because I was moving around, like I I I constantly had to get new friends. I constantly had to do all those things. Like people talk about, oh yeah, I went to sixth grade camp. Like I never I never got that. You know what I mean? Like our schools didn't do those kinds of things, and um. I never had like those uh, lifelong friends starting from when I was in elementary school. You know what I mean? Like um, basically I had to start fresh every couple of years. So yeah, I don't really want her to have to deal with that. So uh, yeah, that's the thing that I would try to change as a, okay. as a parent. We'll see. All right. And then uh, my last topic as uh, we exit the uh, children topic thing is uh, were we picky eaters as children? Yeah, I'll say that um, I'll go on record as saying I hate to this day. I still can't eat old fucking rice and it can be yesterday's rice. It could be <laughs> rice from this morning and there's a fresh pot that we made for dinner. And if you try to mix in that morning pot with the fresh pot, 
um, we're gonna have some words after. Oh dinner. shit! I do that all the time, bro. That's why it's I like, check, oh, bro. I, when I go to your house, I'm like, "Yo, which which is the old <laughs> one? What's the new one? Don't put them together." Um, that I think that's my only picker picker picky eater, steez kind of thing. I don't. Other than that, I don't think I'm a picky eater. I'll try everything at least once. Um, Even when you were a kid, though. Yeah. No, that's not true. I seafood was like a no go for me. Fish, like tilapia or whatever. That's like the I don't like know, fried tilapia, fried tilapia, or the fish from the ninety nine ranch or wherever they were going. Yeah, tilapia still, <laughs> still tilapia. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, most man, likely, I'm... most likely, it could be it could be different fish because it is a fish market, but you know, but so. Okay, just to kind of spin off of that as well. Um, what would you guys do if your kids were picky eaters? Like, what are some strategies or, or mindsets that you might have to, let's just say, your kid doesn't like broccoli, right? Just completely avoids it. What What would you guys do? Would you just be like, okay, I'm just never going to feed you broccoli? Or would you have like some I'd sort of strategy? I want to try to dress it up. You know, is there like a dip? You know, yeah. is there a dip that they like? Have they tried it with uh, Parmesan cheese? Have they tried it roasted? Are they only trying to get steamed? Are they trying it raw? Like, there's so many ways to dress up broccoli um, that make it fun to eat that I feel like I can, I bet you I can find a way for you or for them. Dude, I will say, like, <laughs> melted cheese onto yeah. broccoli. Oof. So bomb. So good. <laughs> Rob? Um, I think one strat that I heard is if your kid ever says like, oh, I don't like, I don't like that. Like, I don't like lasagna or whatever is involve them in the process. And so I think if, when I run into that situation with her is have her make the meal, I wouldn't say make it with me cause I don't cook at all in our family. It's going to be like <laughs> Ange and she's already, she already kind of does that with Maria now is like, has her help um, make stuff. But I think for a kid, like psychologically or whatever, socially, um, there's something behind them putting in the work. And so they're like, Oh, I saw all the ingredients. And so I kind of know what's in it. I'm more comfortable with it. Or, um, we're just kind of open it up and be like, you know, I, I won't be mad if you try it and you don't like it, but at least try it. Like you have any, like it, it irks me or like pisses me off when I like, when I'm around little kids or something like that. And they're stuck in their way and they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't want it. We're like, you, you haven't tried it. Like, yep. And you see yep. the parents trying to plead with them. They're like, we've never had this before. How can you shut yep. it down? Like, you're going to like it. You know what I mean? Now, because I have a kid that's in that age. Okay. That age group where they immediately see something and it's like, eh. One, I shut that shit down real fast. Yep. Like, don't be rude. I get it. Like, okay, if you might not like it, you don't have to make a comment about it. Right? Because that's just rude. But... Jen and I are, and, and we got pretty lucky that Mia really latched on to Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Um, if you guys ever watched that, it's based on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's mm-hmm. a spinoff of that. So it's all like the animals and stuff. Um, and they they do really good on making like songs and stuff that are relative. So this one in particular, there's a song that Daniel Tiger sings that says, you got to try new things because it might taste good. And it's a song and Mia like really latched onto it. And so she sings it. And so anytime she's all like, uh, I don't like it. And we say, well, what does Daniel Tiger say? And then she says, you got to try new things because it might taste good. And I'm like, exactly. 
So try it. <laughs> and then we make it a point where like, okay, if you don't like it, and just like Rob said, like if you don't like it, that's totally fine. I get it. There are things that I don't like, but you have to try it, right? You have to try it. I think we say three times. You take a first bite. Okay. You might not like it then because mentally you're just like, oh, I don't like it. Try it another time. Okay. I like it now. Okay. Well, I fucking told you so. You know what I mean? Like, like we definitely make it a point to try it, but I definitely like that idea of, or that strategy of having her help cook it because it's like, yeah, you made it. You like, it totally makes sense. Like you put it together, you know, what's in it. It, It's going to taste good. You know what I mean? Um, But to answer Alan's question, like, Oh, I'm still picky to this day. Like I'm very picky. I mean, you guys know me. I drink the same drink every fucking week. You know what I mean? Like I'm very picky. Um, I think I've gotten better um, slightly, but yeah, just growing up, like I, I was always fairly picky. Um, yeah, I, I think now, especially just being in the military, like there are plenty of times I don't have a choice. You know what I mean? Like here's your food. And it's like, oh shit, uh, I don't know if I'm going to like this, but I don't have any other food, so I got to eat it. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, I've gotten better. Um, but most most instances where I have a choice, uh, I get pretty picky. Um, but yeah, I, I try things. Okay. Um, I'm obviously not a picky eater. I just, as long as it doesn't have peanuts in it, I'll eat whatever. But that's because it'll kill you. It's not by choice. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you don't <laughs> like the taste yeah. of peanuts. Um, there was one time in Thailand where I ate like a worm, like a, a silkworm, I guess. I don't know. Like at the bottom of the tequila? Yeah, but it was like uh, garlic bottle? fried, so it was actually pretty tasty. Um, okay. Yeah, crunchy. crunchy? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, any other topics that you guys want to touch base on, on the whole like our children and our childhood type of thing? Mm, kind of tie it back to one of the things I brought up initially was what is like some slang or like a lingo or something Ooh. that your parents used and you're like, that, sh- that word's that I can't say that anymore. Like when my mom started saying like, Oh, that's cool. And you're like, well, I'm not saying cool. <laughs> or mom, Oh, I think, no, it's, it's always weird. When my mom like tries to say like new shit, she's like, Oh, that's dope. And I'm like, Ooh, you can't say that. <laughs> you shouldn't be saying that mom. Um, so I don't know. Is there anything like that? Or do you guys catch yourself saying stuff now? Or you're like, she's probably going to think that's weird. Ah, uh, man, I, that's tough. I think it's it's tough for us too because we're slowly like getting out of that age yeah. range where it's like we're still kind of in it, but we're not. You know what I mean? Like I deal with a lot of students that are like early 20s, like 18 uh-huh. and stuff like that. I, I could still kind of talk to them and I can kind of relate, you know, but it's funny because, yeah, when I say like – like the example that we were talking about earlier was like, oh, it's lit. You know, when I say something like that, they laugh because they're like, wait, you're not supposed to say those things, but you're not that old yet. But my parents, yeah, they never really said anything like that. At least not that I recall. They were pretty straightforward. They were straight adult talking all the time. <laughs> like I never got that. Um, but yeah, I, I think I still try to do that. I still try to remain relevant. It's not like a mission of mine, but like, I mean, it kind of goes back to who we are with the dad fits and stuff like that. Like, like, yeah, we might be in our thirties, but I'm still, I'm rocking Supreme. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm still rocking Jordans. I'm still rocking all that stuff. Like 
I still try to main, uh, remain relevant, but I'm not a tryhard. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like I'm not trying to be Uncle Rico living back in my high school days, you know, but I'm, you know, mid thirties or however old he was. Yeah. I think um, the reason why I wear fits like that is just because like as a child, like I wasn't, I mean, I guess there are pictures of me rocking uh, nine, like Jordan nines, but like, as a child, I never got to really um, flaunt that stuff out, you know, flaunt out Jordans all the time. So, like, having a career and having purchased most of my shoes when I was single was, like, I was, you know, spending money on shoes all the time. So, like, uh, it just so happens I have better kicks than most of these kids out here. So. This is true. So, yeah, I mean, my mom has never – really like said anything like that was whatever I was just like, you know, you probably shouldn't say stuff like that. Um, or like, you know, you're just not, you're too old for that. Like I never said anything like that to her. Um, there's been times where like, uh, like today I kind of tested the water with the whole sheesh thing with uh, my sister-in-law. Cause I was like, am I too old to say that stuff? Cause it was actually really cute. Cause like, she was like, Hey Alan, um, it's senior night on Thursday. And I was like, okay. But Nancy already told me that it was senior night on Thursday. Um, but I didn't want to say anything. And so she asked, she's like, Hey, um, it's senior night on Thursday. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And she's like, do you want to go? And I was like, sure. What, like, should I dress up? Like, what do I do? And she's like, well, you're going to walk me onto the field. And I was like, Oh shoot um tight like i've never done that before so like it was it was nice to be asked that and then i proceeded to ask him like should i wear my flyest kicks or what and she was, <laughs> and she was like she was like yeah where are the travis scotts and i'm like okay i'm like i better Dang. hear a couple of sheeshes in the uh in the <laughs> stands so i feel like you know me being 30 turning 33 this month and her being 18 it's like I worry sometimes like I'm too old to be, you know, to say stuff like that. But it is what it is. My fits are so fire. So it's lit. <laughs> yeet. Yeet. I'm about to yeet. <laughs> yeet. 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 Um, tight. Rob, did you answer the question? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I started this off. Yeah, with the intro. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, something we missed in the recaps was Marvel Studios released the uh, released that little cinematic uh, thank you to the fans and all that stuff, the little fan service and kind of got us all in the feels, but also got us ready for the next phase of movies uh, coming out. So I don't know if this is like phase one of like the, of, whatever saga but or like the next phase was it phase four phase five or whatever it's, yeah it's four if we're if we're continuing yeah if we're continuing the current the flow lot yeah. timeline yeah it's phase four but i get what you're saying like if the infinity saga is done phase one is this phase one of yeah. the new saga so i mean so we got another trailer well a little snippet of black widow something that they didn't or that none of us knew they had was or they show us 
the trailer for or a little snippet of Shang Chi, uh, and the Ten Rings, and then they showed us a little snippet of the Eternals, which I have no idea what the fuck that is. <laughs> I mean, aside from hearing about it, I think that's yeah, the majority. Aside from hearing about it at Comic Con and seeing the the um, the cast at Comic Con yes. Hall H. I don't know anything about it, so I'm I'm a little interested because I haven't. Um, another movie that I had no idea uh, backstory on was Guardians of the Galaxy. Never knew anything about them, and it turned out to be great. So um, I'm looking forward to the Eternals. Uh, any thoughts on the cinematic trailer and the uh, fan service? Um, I thought it was dope. It's definitely on par with with Marvel doing their thing. Man, they don't. All they do is drop heat, um, and uh, that's this time was no different. The only thing I'm hesitant to get hype is if they haven't shot anything for it yet. Is don't count on like that title sticking. There was that time I think it was like after Phase Two where we originally thought Civil War was going to be like Captain America, and then like the Serpent Society or whatever. Yep. Yep. And so I mean, leave it up to Marvel to kind of keep us in the dark because like they're leading into something and so they want to have us they want to catch us with the okie doke um but i will say that something that and so they so they did all these things they showed us these trailers for footage and stuff they have and then they made announcements for things that we you know heard about at hall age or things that were coming up and one thing that like totally slipped my mind or i didn't catch was they showed us the title card the final one i thought was just like them announcing another avengers but it's just the marvel logo but then it's in that in the, like four the four and I was like, "Oh snap!" I didn't, I didn't catch it then. I was like, "They're totally gonna finish it off with uh, Fantastic Four. Oh, you Hopefully. didn't catch that from the first time? No, like, I thought it was, I was like, like just "Oh, that's them. totally Fantastic Four. I thought it was gonna be like an un, unnamed like Avengers movie or whatever thing. I thought it was an A. That's how dumb I was. It does, so. uh, but they also did the the name Okie Doke already with Black mm-hmm. Panther two. So oh, they okay, revealed okay. the Black Panther name Wakanda Forever, mm-hmm. which I mean it makes sense. The the title of black panther 2 is pretty fucking lame like they they never they never just do oh, i guess iron man 2 and iron man 3 was one of the only ones where it was just like a just straight number right um the rest of them have like a a, a title with Sub-heading it like heading or something yeah Guardian, yeah Guardians like of the Galaxy uh, ant-man Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Never mind. Volume. Yeah, well, fuck me then. Blowing holes. Yeah, okay. All right. I guess there's a few, but they, they did the okie yeah, doke. Same they thing with Captain name. Marvel, too. They switched it from Captain Marvel to through to um the Marvels, which should be tying yeah. in Monica Rambo from what? And uh, what's her name? Uh, Miss Marvel. Dude, it's so exciting. That was dope. I thought, I thought it was dope. Like, the the whole uh, movie theater reaction Come of on. the portals thing. Hell it's funny yeah. how they basically just encourage somebody recording inside the movie theater. I'm pretty theater, sure that's a plant. I get like, it. It's got to be a plant. Yeah, it was somebody just trying to get that initial reaction. It would. I wouldn't even be surprised if it was like a screening. You know what I'm I mean, be, I, dude? I mean, I don't know where it came from, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was like with the Russo brothers just like chilling yeah. in the theater and yeah. like it's from their phone. Yeah. And they weren't getting it for the footage. It was like it was like they wanted the reaction. Right, That's right. what it was. And it, it, oh, dude! Every time I see that clip, oh man, I get so like choked up, dude. Just imagining 
living that feeling again. It was so good. Just the portals and the Avengers assemble and oh, it was yeah. so good. And I can't wait for the new ones. It's just the tough part is I don't know where they're going. You know, um, are they continuing the song? Is it a phase four? You know, but every instance that we've had so far is like, okay, we're building to Thanos, right? We know there's an end, an end game, right? And it's Thanos. Um, right now we're completely lost. We're starting over again. And it's like, where do we go from here? So and, if anything, they just put us back into phase one where they were like showing off all these heroes and but we didn't know what was going to leave. Yeah. We didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I think they had announced like Avengers was on the way or something like that, but it's gotta be like I mean, a new Avengers or something, but it's, um, Mm, with the announcement of fantastic four they've got to bring in dr doom like there's there's no way there's no way to avoid it like dr doom being um you know being the big baddie and if if what it is is if what it looks like is that fantastic four will be the end of the phase um it only makes sense that dr doom would be the the biggest baddie of them all you know but uh, yeah, the way I would predict it, if we're going to go down this route, is Fantastic Four essentially introduces Doctor Doom. Oh, yeah. It's not even like a oh they're fighting him already and they defeat him. No, it's like all right, Fantastic Four, here's Doctor Doom, and he was like creating all these things going oh, on in the previous movies, like pulling all the strings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't. When did they even show Thanos? Like they did Avengers one. one. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was at the Avenger of Avengers oh, one. Myself. So and no, it wasn't even that. It was just the turning his head, smiling. Yeah, was, was Avengers the, one. Yeah, it was like to to go against the Avengers or to go against Earth or something is to is to court death. And yeah. then that's when Thanos looks back and he's like, and then so you don't even see I'm him until <laughs> until I don't even remember what movie. It was like one of the last movies in phase three where you finally see Thanos and he's finally doing his thing. So it's like they have so much time to build again. If you want to go another 10 years, fuck man, 10 years. Ugh. Can't wait. I want to know already, but that's dope. That, that trailer was sick. Eternals. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fire. I have faith. Uh, we talked about this, I think a few days ago on the, in the chats where like, Marvel does a really good job. Oh no, I was talking to my sister's boyfriend about this, uh, Yaman. How Marvel does a really good job at casting, where most of their movies, their lead character isn't some A-list celebrity. It's like, I think the highest tier celebrity they had, like at their peak hype, was probably like, uh, Chris Pratt. I think like. But even then, know. like that he wasn't even one. popping off. He, he wasn't was even popping who, off yet. He, yeah, Marvel helped him pop off. Like once he was Star Lord, well, that's no, when Jurassic World I'd came out. Strange. That's when. Well, I was gonna say, he's the closest, I think, to like oh, top like tier Kyle celebrity Kyle. when he's the face of the, the, uh, what's it called, the the series yeah. or whatever. Because mm-hmm. it's like all the big names that they get, they tend to be side characters. You know, because even, even, well, because uh, my example that I'm going with is Angelina Jolie is going to be in the Eternals. And there's a few other people that are in Eternals as well, but she's like the top tier A-list actor in that or actress in that movie 
but she's not even like the face of the the movie. You know what I mean? She's and even when they showed that little clip, they had the one clip of her, but then even in the group shot, she was off to the side. She wasn't even in the the front of the whole group. So I was like, that's dope that Marvel does that with most of their like high list uh, celebrities. They tend to like put them off to the side. Um, I mean, Samuel Jackson is in most of the movies and he's not even the main character. He's just kind of there. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm Samuel Jackson doing my thing. Um, So I think it's dope how they do that. Um, And the conversation got brought up because of DC. DC does the opposite where they try to hire the highest celebrities that they can and put them at the front and hope that sells <clears throat> hope that sells tickets and in most instances it doesn't work it doesn't work but that's a whole nother conversation yeah alrighty any closing comments boys no last thing just uh happy mother's day yeah, again man. happy mother's day to everyone to everyone all, all the mothers sorry not everyone not everyone Definitely all the mothers out there, all the future mothers out there, all the mothers' mothers out there. Um, and don't forget the mothers that are trying to be mothers. Yeah. All right. Definitely mm-hmm. shout them out. Like yeah, they don't they don't get a lot thing. of they don't get a lot of praise, but we see you. Yeah. Yeah, we see you guys. All right, guys. Uh, well, that's it for us this week. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to follow or subscribe and or subscribe to our channel on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher to know when we drop a new episode. And if you like this episode, please, please hit the like button to help out podcasts grow. Uh, Thanks for stopping by the lounge. My name's Alan. I'm Rob. And I'm Randy. And we'll catch you guys on the flippity flip. Peace. Bye. Catch you later. The sex talk? The sex talk? Oh, just in general. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? What sex talk? (laughs) I never actually had one. My pee-pee goes where? Huh? (laughs) Yeah. <sighs>